Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. You know, I did my column for BSJ that night that it happened. And and so the logical thing was to go through, all right, well, where are we on the QB market? Because really, Nick, when we started talking about this, the Rams weren't really on the list. Right. Um, you knew they were maybe an outside possibility. But in terms of like real suitors for Stafford, you figured, you know, the Colts, uh, you know, maybe Washington, maybe the Patriots. San Francisco. Uh, that, yeah, San Francisco. Yep. And so a lot of us, including myself, just because I, I would like to see the Patriots wind up with a uh, better quarterback situation than this past year. I was rooting for the 49ers to get in there, and I thought – he would be sort of the right fit. What's interesting is that, you know, Kyle Shanahan, basically Sean McVay is basically a Kyle Shanahan disciple. So uh, he did go to that tree, but he went to uh, McVay instead. And so that's a real, you know, upset to the offseason ca- carousel for the quarterbacks that we have been talking about and that we'll be talking about uh, until it's over, probably into and through the draft at this point. And so, I thought that the the biggest shock was that the Rams came out of nowhere. Not that I don't think Stafford's an upgrade on golf. I do. Uh, you know, we could talk about the compensation and, and how outlandish it was or not. But for me, in terms of how it affects the Patriots, the, the first run, run through after this with Stafford off the board, I really didn't have anybody for the Patriots. I didn't have, I had the, I had the Broncos holding uh, steady, with Drew Locke. I had the 49ers holding steady with Jimmy Garoppolo and I had the Patriots with nobody. And uh, <laughs> that really scared me and confused me. And now I did it a second time and I said, all right, well, maybe there, maybe there's another upset. Maybe because of the Rams making their move and they're in the same division and McVay and Shanahan have a rivalry. Right. Is, is Shanahan going to stay put? I think that Maybe he does make a move, and I think if he does make a move, I think it's for a guy he's worked with before, he thinks runs his system great, has run his system great in the past, and that's Kirk Cousins. But, again, there's no guarantee that the Vikings are going to get rid of Cousins because it's a huge dead cap hit for them to get rid of him. So, Nick, I don't know what you think, but for me and the Patriots, I think this was a this was not a good move for them, and uh, it's a little bit scary out there. 
there's a lot to unpack. Number one, the idea of the Rams getting this deal done. This is business as usual for Les Snead and company. I mean, yep. they just continue to bail on the future, and they say, hey, we're going to deal as many first-round picks as we can deal to bring back talent. Jalen Ramsey, Brandon Cooks, and now, of course, Matthew Stafford. I had tweeted before the weekend hit that, sure, the Rams were a possibility, but I found it to be very tough. They were $30 million in the red. They did not have a first-round pick this upcoming April, and they had Jared Goff to get rid of. I had no idea that Detroit would say, yeah, we'll take Jared Goff and over $40 million guaranteed still left on that contract. I think, again, we've got to look at these specific situations. Brad Holmes from the Rams organization now running the Lions operation in Detroit. And so Holmes obviously has familiarity with Jared Goff and feels like he's at least a good quarterback. I'm not a big fan, but hey, to each his own. And of course, the Rams, they had to pay because of the contract that they gave Jared Goff, which was asinine. And this, again, goes in line with what they've done. Tavon Austin, Robert Quinn, uh, you can go to Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, all of those guys, first-round picks, and after their third year signed to extensions, that backfired. Every single one of them. So because, again, you're stuck with that kind of situation and that contract backfired on you again, you had to give up an extra first round pick. So now you got to give up two first round picks and a third, not only to bring Stafford in, but also to get rid of that golf contract. As far yeah. as far as the NFC West, Greg, you know, you look at quarterbacks and right now, San Francisco, I mean, where are they at? Right. I think you right. say they've got the fourth ranked quarterback in that division. You've got yeah. Kyle Murray, you've got Russell Wilson, and now you've got Stafford. Yep. I, I, I would tend to agree with you, especially when you do, when you factor in durability and you know, what's Belichick always says the best ability is availability and yep. Jimmy just hasn't had it period point blank. Now that's not to say it's going to continue. Um, there's a belief in the NFL circles that a lot of players just go through stretches and it can be multiple years. I remember covering Aaron Rodgers, and he was like this at the beginning of his career while, when Favre was still there. I mean, every time Aaron Rodgers got a chance to play his first couple of years, he got hurt and, Maybe that's the that's the way it is with Jimmy. Who knows? Um, as far as the draft compensation, uh, you know, I know people look at it and they're they're over the moon. I mean, I like it for the Lions in terms of I like how they're not getting a first round pick this coming year. It's down the line um, because look, I think the Rams are going to be probably pretty good for this one year at least, maybe two. Um, but after that, with with a team with the Lions that you know is just rebuilding. Uh, those are great building blocks for them. And, you know, who who knows what else they can add to right. their re- repertoire down the line. Now, as far as the compensation itself, basically the way it works in the NFL is, you know, first-round picks are a little bit different, but largely future picks are, are valued one round later. So a first in 2022 is actually a second, or, you know, it, it, it's somewhere along those lines, or like a very late one. Gotcha. A, a, a first round pick, you know, three years out is viewed as like a late second round pick. That's just the way it's viewed and what have you. But you're right in terms of the calculation that it was basically the deal was a first and a third for for Stafford. And then it was a first to get rid of Goff. And, and really, the Rams had very few chances or opportunities in terms of teams that they could do this with. It had to be somebody who was going to have cap space and who was going to be rebuilding 
that they didn't mind taking a cap hit basically for two years, uh, but recouping a first round pick. So it was a very limited pool in terms of that. And, you know, congrats on the Rams on finding somebody to do that. And, you know, you're right. Um, the Rams are a whole separate to- side topic. The thing, Les Snead and what he does, let's leave that to the side. Yeah. But just in terms of Sean McVay, you know, he's still very young in his career. I'm starting to worry a little bit, Nick, about him, that he's starting to get a uh, a young John Gruden vibe to me. And, and McVay actually studied under John Gruden. That's where he came into the league. That's where he learned. Where Gruden is this reeks of uh, you know I, I i it's my scheme yeah and my scheme works yep and if it's not working that means the players you work uh, executing the scheme aren't working yep. especially the quarterback and you know how do you fall in love and out of love i mean look say what you want about jared goff and i certainly have my issues with him but in that scheme with mcveigh the guy's stats are off the charts He's won a crap load. They were how many minutes away from winning a Super Bowl two years ago? You give him a contract extension, and like less than two years later, you're you're trading him out of town, uh, uh, unloading him. And so, so, and really, is Stafford that much of an upgrade on Goff? Like, I th- I think he's better. But look, Matthew Stafford hasn't won. He hasn't put his the Lions ever over the top. They 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 never really won any games that they shouldn't have, and he's thirty three with a bad bad back, and you know who knows? Uh, there's a lot of whispers in NFL circles just about you know his intangibles in the locker room. Yeah, he's been tough and tough things out, and we've seen that. But there's a piece missing. There's always and I and Nick, you know that I was in the NFC uh, North. And so I saw Stafford a couple times a year. I've gone there for Patriots joint practices. I've spent a decent amount of time in Detroit. And every time I go there, I don't know. There's just there's something missing with Matthew Stafford, and and it's a it's a bold move for the Rams. I like him. He was my white whale of the offseason. I thought he yeah. was a quarterback that was going to be available. I think when he's healthy, he's a top ten quarterback. And I don't I don't put his losses on just him. Some of them certainly. But when you play for a trash organization like Detroit has been, and they just did not surround him enough, especially that defense has been a dumpster fire for a long time. So yep. I don't know how much you can cover up ugly, right? You can try to you can try to put lipstick on the pig, but inevitably it's still a pig, and that's what Detroit has been. It's been a big fat pig for the last decade or so. So I'm not going to put all of that on Stafford. Now let's go through your your second rundown. You mentioned that you kind of went through the roll call of quarterbacks who might land where and how it would affect the Patriots. So let's do it. The Jaguar. Yep. First, Trevor Lawrence, we agree. Yeah, that's going to happen. Second pick, the Jets have it. You have them trading with Houston and bringing in Deshaun Watson. I actually agree with that as well. I do think that's the deal that eventually happens. I do think that Deshaun Watson is with the Jets. You have the Falcons selecting Zach Wilson. Now, and this is, I did not have the Dolphins on the list, so I skipped over the Dolphins, and they could be in play too. They could be another team that could be, although it it does kind of sound like, but you never know this time of year. Smoke screens. Yep. It does sound like, and they hired Charlie Fry to be the quarterbacks coach. He coached Tua at the Elite Eleven camp, so there is a tie-in there with their new hire at quarterback coach. Let's see what they do with the OC, which hasn't gone well for Flores. Two in, two out. His first two years. Let's see what they bring in there. But I would agree with you. I think Miami sticks with Tua unless they pull the trade with Watson. And really, you're just flip-flopping. If Miami trades for Watson, 
then I could see the Jets use the pick and draft Zach Wilson. Uh, you have yep. the Falcons selecting Wilson. I kind of would go at Fields there. He's a Georgia kid. Yep. Now, who mm-hmm. knows? Right? Rookie quarterback. Uh, and then yep. you have, interestingly enough, you have Detroit at yeah, seven. Yeah, I'm second-guessing this now. Picking now, that I, now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised by that, and I kind of I, I put it in bold and italicized it because it jumped out to me that, you know, they just traded for golf, and I was wondering if, if that is more your evaluation of golf and you don't believe that he's going to be the long-term answer or you just like Trey Lance that much. Couple things on that. Uh, number one, it, when I did this, it was mostly I'm not the biggest golf fan, and I'm like, you know, he's just a placeholder, and y- you are wedded to him basically for two years. But uh, you know, you could do the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes thing, which is what I would do because, as we've seen, there's nothing more valuable than a quarterback. And you know, who knows if Jared Goff all of a sudden takes off in Detroit, then you trade Trey Lance or what have you. Um, Patriots uh, quarterbacks barely ever lose value. But now yeah. looking at it, I think they skip over a quarterback this year, and but. Now, now it gets interesting. Now that if Trey Lance or who, what have you, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, all of a sudden gets to say the seven range and eight range, now I think now I think you're looking at possibly the 49ers and the Vikings, and you know, look, Washington and the Colts are going to be looking for a quarterback too. Yeah. I think all of a sudden that's prime trade area trade up, and do the Patriots sit that out and watch other teams do that? I think that's sort of the X factor. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to get to that in a couple of minutes because mm-hmm. I do think that's the the biggest question now that we have that Stafford's off the market. I just kind of look at this and I take the gist of it, okay? You, you've got the Jags, the Jets, the Falcons, the Panthers. I think you've got four teams in the top eight that want a quarterback. And I think all of those teams will end up with a quarterback. I think one of those teams will end up with Deshaun Watson. So the way to look at this is the Jags, the Jets, the Falcons, and the Panthers, they all get a quarterback, and it leaves one rookie quarterback left. And my rookie quarterback that is left is Trey Lance. I don't think the the Lions make that pick. I I think they draft elsewhere to address the defense. Mm -hmm. They need a bunch. Galladay is a free agent. Marvin Jones is a free agent. They need everything. So the best player available goes seventh. And then I think, you know, if Fields or Wilson is there at eight, then the Panthers draft them because we just saw that the Panthers reportedly, according to friend Burt Breer, uh, they offered the eighth pick and something else for Stafford. Yep. So they're obviously in the market for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking Which at, we've been talking about for a while. Yep. And then I have that other quarterback that falls, which I, would be Trey Lance. I have that falling too. I have him falling to Denver at nine. So Yep. I think now you start to look at it and you try to figure out what's going to happen from there. Because if all the four quarterbacks are gone, all the four rookies are drafted, which I think they will in the top eight or nine, and Deshaun Watson has been traded, again, the question is, what is left? Now, you have the 49ers. You mentioned this a little while ago. You've got San Francisco trading for Kirk Cousins, and there has been some momentum over the last 48 hours kind of picking up the idea of San Francisco making that move. I just, you know, if they made that move, it would make sense. Cousins is more durable. Uh, He's got, I think, one more solid year left on his contract. So if he doesn't work out, they can kind of scrap and start all over again. I don't think they love Jimmy G. I don't even know if they like him a lot. I mean, it it just seems to me that they're they're far from committed. You know, last year. How can you, uh, Nick, how can, not to interrupt you, but how how can you be? I mean, 
Every year this guy gets hurt. I mean, what are you trying to build? Like you're trying to win football games. If your quarter, if you don't know your quarterback can be out there all the time, then what are you building? Now, of course, I'm saying that, and I want the Patriots to get him. But I mean, I, I'm just looking at it from the 49ers. I mean, maybe the Patriots think differently. Maybe they think, oh, well, we'll protect him better, or this or that. But in terms of San Francisco, like, how can you be wedded to him if he's never out there? Yeah, and when he was out there. Even more, like to me, even more than that, Greg, when he's been out there, they haven't asked him to do much. You know, when, yep. when you go into a playoff game and you ask your quarterback to throw eight passes, when, when you're in the you know Super Bowl, they didn't ask him to do too much in the Super Bowl. And then when he had to do something in the Super Bowl, he literally put up one of the worst fourth quarters we've ever seen a quarterback have in that game. So even when they've needed him, they haven't necessarily said, all right, we believe in Jimmy G, throw the ball 35 times, we're going to win this one. They've won mostly because of their defensive line and even a, a decent secondary with Richard Sherman. So they've they've won off of that Robert Sala defense, and they've won off the run game in the Kyle Shanahan zone read kind of run game. That that's how they've won. They have not won games because Jimmy G has said, "Jump on my back, fellas." He's proven yeah. he can manage games and all that stuff. But you need a lot of things to work around him. And it's interesting. I, I think the same thing could be said for Kirk Cousins. I think he's the kind of quarterback where if not everything is perfect around him, he's not going to be good enough. So maybe you get a slight upgrade. I think it would be more, as you're saying, that would be more of an indictment on the inability for Garoppolo to stay on the field. That's why they would move, because it's a slight – Shanahan and Lynch might look at it and say, well, that's a slight upgrade, but we feel confident that we'll have him for 16 games. Garoppolo, who the hell knows? So uh, if it falls this way, you've got Cousins going to San Francisco – You've got Minnesota then drafting Mac Jones, which would make sense if they dealt Cousins. And then you have Jimmy G going to the Patriots. You also have Derek Carr to the Raiders, Sam Darnold to the Jets. So in this in this iteration of moves, you've got Jimmy G. Darnold to the Colts. Sorry. Yep, Darnold to the Darnold to the Colts. Sorry, from the Jets. Yep. And so in this iteration, you've got uh, the Patriots getting Jimmy G. Now, here here are my options, and I, I want your thoughts on 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 this. I think without Stafford, and interestingly enough, we'll get into how much the Patriots reportedly offered for Stafford, which was interesting to me. But first and foremost, the number one option to me, Greg, and I don't know if you agree, is for the Patriots to be uber aggressive in the draft, move up, and land one of the top four quarterbacks. I think that should be option number one on the table. Uh, well, <laughs> that's it's an interesting thought, and... Why don't I give you my answer right after I tell you about betonline.ag? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> uh, there's only there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust for the big game, for everything, for the NBA, the NHL, the Bruins with a heck of a comeback last night. Uh, it was wicked yeah. awesome. They were down three nothing. Pasta had a couple goals. <sighs> it was great pasta. Uh, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome bonus. I was just looking over the props, Nick, and I, I tell you what, I'm a little heartbroken. I can't find the Sesame Street prop again. I don't know if they took it off the board. <laughs> I think I think they heard about my criticisms of yeah. uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus being um, the long shot. I don't like uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus being disrespected like that. So maybe they decided that was a bad idea. Uh, but I will say there are a couple weird ones that I'm looking at with the weekend. Uh, so for the for the weekend's halftime show, you yep. have color of the weekend's jacket when first seen black is plus 110. 
the weekend first will he first be seen with gloves on hand? Yes is minus 200. Wow. The weekend's final song will be a ri- an original minus 400, a cover plus 250. See, that could be you might want to go with the cover there cuz oftentimes they bring out surprise guests yeah. and they'll sing like some sort of cover together. Right. Uh will the weekend first be seen with sunglasses? Yes, minus 400. Wow, they're confident and- in that. Yes, and uh, the final one for the weekend, will the weekend perform with bandages on his head? No is minus 1,500. Yes is plus 600. So there you so, go. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore because you got to get on in those bets because it looks like you can make some good money there. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So don't forget betonline.ag for the big game coming up on Sunday. So let's get back to my question, Greg, before we talked about bet online, the Patriots. Now that Stafford is not an option. Mm-hmm. I think option number one for this team should be, be super aggressive and move up in the first round and get one of those top four quarterbacks. Yeah, I look, I'm not going to discount it. I'm I'm not going to say that I hate it. I I just think that I think the Patriots are going to go with a veteran. Now, will they will this be a Ryan Fitzpatrick type veteran or will it be somebody that uh that they make a move for? I I couldn't right. tell you. I mean, I just know that especially off this year with Cam, they've just realized they need a certain type of quarterback to operate their system and uh you know, could that involve a rookie at some point? Yeah, that they trade up for? Sure. Yeah. But I think it's much more likely that that rookie sits. So somebody's going to have to play. Um, okay. So, so I think, yeah. You don't like door number one. I've got three doors. You're yeah. not the biggest fan of door number one, which is the uber aggressive move up into the top eight or so to land that quarterback. Option two, door number two is Jimmy G. You acquire him from San Francisco. You also draft Mac Jones at 15. Do you like door number two? Uh, I like it better than door number one. I mean, at least that uh, you get Jimmy, the guy who can operate the offense, and who knows what its upside is. Maybe he's passed all his injuries like we talked about, and uh, and he takes off. And in that case, you have Mac Jones, and hopefully there's preseason down the line and things like that where you can so- showcase him and trade him if need be. Uh, he could become the new uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, so to speak. And so I like it. All right, door number three is the veteran. And so the question is, who could that guy be? If we say that Jimmy G, because in your first run through the quarterback class, you had Jimmy G staying in San Francisco. So let's say that Jimmy G stays in San Francisco. Not a lot of options. If you're not going to move up into the top eight to draft one of those top four quarterbacks, if you're not going to draft Mac Jones at 15, or let's say Mac Jones goes to the Vikings, which is in your second run through at 14. Uh, and I would say if the Patriots like Mac Jones to try to leapfrog Minnesota to, to draft him, if that was the case, but let's say Mac Jones goes to Minnesota at 14. We're now looking at the rest of the heap at quarterback. You're looking at Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Cam Newton, a, a couple of other guys, right? Yeah, uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, out of all those guys, where would you go? Well, out of that group of guys, I would probably go with Dalton. He was the guy that I wanted to to try this past off season. Um, you know, I wouldn't hate 
taking a look at Jameis, but I just think his motion is too slow, and I don't think he processes quite as quickly as you would like, even though he's an upgrade over Cam Newton. But really, I, th- I think my sort of dark horse candidate, Nick, is I want them to go get Gardner Minshew. I, I just think yeah. I think a lot of the guy, I think he's, he's the type of leader that you want. Uh, I've seen him throw with good anticipation. He has good film. He has some bad film. But if they can beat the – you know, not beat. <laughs> if they can get the wild bucking Bronco out of them a little bit, I think you got something there. I think my dark horse candidate is Gardner Minshew. I think that he would be a good fit here. Here's what I don't want. I don't want half measures. And I feel like yeah. going out and getting one of those veteran guys is a half measure. Like to me, you've got to find a quarterback. And to bring in somebody who might not be – significantly better than cam newton for 2021 that's a problem like if if you have the opportunity which is why i say my number one option is to be aggressive move up and get the guy if you think the guy exists if you love zach wilson or trey lance or justin fields and you have the opportunity to move up even if it costs you 15 in a first round pick next year do it because the most important thing is having the quarterback the guy that's going to be there for the next dozen years. And, you know, I, I'm I'm a little concerned that we're going to see these half measures. And, and the reason why, another reason why I'm concerned, Greg, is not just the lack of options, but there are reports, I think it was Burt, who wrote that the Patriots offered uh, a second round pick and a player for Stafford. That was their offer. Yep. And, and to me, that tells me they weren't serious. To, to me, that tells me that, again, they're going to draw the line and say, we're not going to pay as much as somebody else might pay. And so now we're in that discussion again, right? Will Belichick take the risk and trade what he has to trade to get a guy is it, whether it's in the draft to aggressively move up or just go out there and get a veteran because you know, that offer for Jimmy, for, for Stafford is probably, I don't know, the fourth or fifth best offer that was on the table. So Belichick was not willing to bend over backwards to get Stafford. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, uh, look, I think what, what the offer tells us is that the Patriots are going to stick to their values and their, and look, you could say, well, that was an opening. Maybe you could say that. Um, We can't discount that, but look, I think the Patriots stuck to their value board, which is basically they look at Stafford as a 33 year old, quarterback with a bad back who's never been a winner and they said second round plus a plus a player now I've been trying to figure out who the player is and I don't necessarily know it's a quote-unquote specific player like it could have just been like we're we'll offer you a second round pick plus you we'll talk about uh, and a player and you tell us who you prefer or give me, give us a short yeah. list. Yeah. 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 That type of thing. One thing I did want to mention about the Patriots and the Stafford uh, deal, um, Nick, is that uh, look about the whole, the Patriots. He said the one team he said no to was new England. Yeah. That was true initially, but at the, by the end of the, the trade, Stafford also said no to Carolina and Denver who, as far as I know, were certainly in the bidding. And I think they went to Stafford and said, all right, well, what do you think of these teams? They're in the ballpark. And he wanted to go to the Rams. Now, it's more about the Rams. And I will say that 
to me, it looks like everybody, of course, around here and the talk show radio hosts are going to be down. Oh, it's Matt Patricia. It's the Patriots have no weapons. It's this. It's that. It's it's this. It's a whole bunch of different things, as far as I could tell from people I've talked to, Nick. And and but really, it's about the Rams. And if you really look at it, you look at all the teams that were suitors for him. Um, you know, the, when it came to look, Stafford hasn't won. He's running out of time. Who knows? He has not been. He started to decline in, in terms of his durability lately. Right. Part of it is probably playing for the Lions, but he has a very small window. And he went with. If you look at all the teams, outside of maybe the Colts, you could make an argument for. But get, then again, that's a whole Indianapolis thing. Uh, Midwest. I think they wanted to get out of the Midwest. But if you look at it, the Rams are the closest. They just they are, and so. The Patriots are right now, you know, as far as where they are, there's a lot of work to do in terms of, you know, whether it's Denver or Carolina. Look, the Patriots are in they're they're, they're lumped into the field right now. Right. And that's just where they are. That's just yep. reality. And I, I think it had more to do with that from from people that I've talked to than any of the talk radio topics that you've heard about. Yeah. And let's not discount the personal relationship that is there between Stafford and McVeigh. There is a personal yep. relationship mm-hmm. and he trusts McVeigh. And so, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that he'd rather go to the Rams than the Patriots. The Rams are arguably a Matthew Stafford away from being a Super Bowl team. I mean, that's the argument to make. And Stafford, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. And I think the Matt Patricia thing is obviously a piece of it. But I, I said last weekend, I don't know how much that would really affect the situation because how much is Patricia going to be in the air of Stafford? Like, you know, how involved is he going to be? It's going to be Josh McDaniels and the relationship with him. So I think it's a a number of factors, as you mentioned, I don't think the Patriots are going to be struggling to find guys to, to go to New England. They don't think so either. They don't think so either. I think that's overplayed. I mean, let's not, let's not lose our minds over one dude who, Wanted to go to the Rams. He had the opportunity to direct the traffic the way he wanted to, and that's what he did. In Indianapolis, by the way, according to Burt Breer, they're another team that did not offer a first-round pick. They never offered 21, never put it on the table. So it sounds like Chris Ballard had a very similar evaluation of Stafford as Bill Mm -hmm. Belichick did, and Ballard is seen as one of the best in the business. Uh, Let's jump to the uh, bostonsportsjournal.com member question of the day. Uh, Check them out over at BSJ, top-notch analysis, all the Boston pro sports, access to a ton of video analysis that Bedard does on the coaches' film, and you uh, get direct access to him in the weekly chats as well. 11 cents a day for their annual plan. Arnsworth, 1026. Greg, if you are Deshaun Watson, do you really waive your no-trade clause to go to the Jets? (laughs) To get away from Jack Easterby and the Texans? Hell Yeah. (laughs) That, that that just tells you the dumpster fire that the Texans are right now is that you're yeah. like, you know what? The New York Jets. Yeah, they got it together. I'm going there. Yeah. Woody Johnson coming back. I feel good about it. Oh, that. God. I forgot about that. Yeah. The Woodrow's back. Woody's yeah. back. <laughs> it's, it, it's all their problems are solved now that Woody's back. What a That's dumpster it. fire That's that guy is. But yeah, look, Nick, uh, we've talked about it. It's, 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 it's gotten that bad. I think. I think, and I know there's a report. I think I just saw Kaylin Kaler, who I used to work with at SI. I forget where she is now, but she said that um, she's talked to two people who have called the Texans about Deshaun Watson, and they've just said, we're not trading him. 
Yeah. That's not a surprise. I mean, it's not even, well, no, it is February now. It's early February. The league year doesn't start for six more weeks. And Nick Casario just had a press conference where he said, you know, we're not trading Deshaun Watson. Right. Yeah, that's their stance right now. And it'll probably stay there until the very end, uh, whether it's the new league year. And I think this actually mo- goes more towards the draft. I think that's the deadline for Deshaun. And I, I think that it's just going to ramp up. And I think at some point in time, I think Watson's dug in. I think at some point in time, Casario realizes, all right, this is a lost cause. We're now a rebuild. J.J. Watt's going to go. Watson's going to go. Let's just let's do what the Lions are doing. Let's do the same sort of thing. Let's just reboot. And let's let's use whatever picks we get to get the next guy and all that stuff. I just, yes. But I would waive my no trade clause to go to the Jets because it's New York. Sala at least you know is a good rah rah guy. We'll see what else. And there there is some talent on that team. They need more offensive talent. But uh, I don't think they're going to be that far away defensively. And you know you get to Sean Watson, you add a couple of pieces. Uh, I, you know, and I think they can be pretty competitive pretty quickly. My concern about Watson and that trade. Uh, I think it's what John McClain down in Houston, who's as tapped in as anybody with that organization. General, he tweeted out within the last day or two that the Texans, their starting point is two first round picks, two second round picks, and two defensive starters. Uh, the two defensive starters concern the heck out of me because now you're not only messing with the future, you're messing with the present. And inevitably, if you're the Jets, you've got to ask the question. Yes, Deshaun Watson, I think, is an elite quarterback. I think he's one of the best five or six quarterbacks in the league, and I think the second half of this past season, he was arguably the best quarterback in the league, aside from Aaron Rodgers. With that established, how much better are you, even if he is elite at that position, if you're shedding two firsts, two seconds, and then you're taking somebody like, I don't know, Quinnen Williams and somebody else off of your defense? You know, we've seen a lot of really good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, be surrounded by mediocre talent and never get to where they should have gotten to. So I think that's a question that any team that's interested in bringing Watson in has to answer. Is it, is yeah. it too much? Is it too much? Yeah. No matter how good this guy is, is it too much? It, the Texans are always going to start high. And look, at some point in time, if Deshaun sticks to his guns, he's going to put a decision to them. Like, do you want to, are you really going to suspend Deshaun Watson? Like if he doesn't show up, are you going to start finding him and you're going to force him to sit out? Like that's your first act as general manager of the Houston Texans. Like how, how is the rest of your tenure yeah. going to go at least like just get it over with. If it, if it, if it looks like it's over, just get it over with trade him, get as many first round picks as you can. Don't worry about defensive starters and things like that. Just do that. Worry about getting the next quarterback and just rebuild because it's going to be – you think it's miserable there now. Wait until Deshaun Watson is just sitting at home while the Texans are losing games and they're showing Nick Casario on on television during all this and fans are back in the stands and they're booing and it's fire Easterby and fire Casario. Like it's just – it's a complete nightmare. And Nick can, Nick can say whatever he's going to say, but in actuality it's going to be a nightmare if he goes down that road. Yeah, they got to move on, and we're moving on. He's Greg Bedard. I'm Nick Cattles. It's the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles. Subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget, betonline.ag for the big game.